Welcome to the Legends and Masters show, everyone. I'm your host, Tom Wheeler, and I'm very excited to introduce our guest today. He is making his second appearance on the show and here to talk about the new movies worked on as stunt coordinator and second unit director. Welcome the man of action himself and legend, Lloyd Bateman, everybody. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi. How's it going? <laughs> Hi. Good, man. Good. Uh, yeah, like I said, long time no see. So, uh, right. <laughs> I, as soon as we last talked, I heard about this movie uh, you worked on. Uh, and I'll pop this up here, everybody. The Mongolian Connection. Such a killer show, movie, man. Really, really well done. Uh, I wanted to kind of start things off with how'd you even uh, get started and involved in this movie? Uh, for this particular project, a friend of mine, um, his name is Brett Chan. He's a stunt coordinator, and he did the TV series Marco Polo. Um, oh, he worked wow. with, yeah, he worked with Amra on that show. Amra yeah. was the Mongolian cop in the movie. Um, so what happened was, I guess they were working on something with uh, another dude in the states, and um, you know, budgetarily, the movie was very small. So they were yeah. trying to make it work, um, and just through no fault of their own, it just uh, they couldn't they couldn't bridge the gap, I guess. And so they were sort of reaching out to other people and, and Brett recommended that I talk to Drew about it to see if perhaps we could work something out. So Drew called me up yeah. and, and we chatted a little bit about it and what the logistics were going to be like. And uh, I hummed and hawed a little bit because it's, it, it's, it's a big deal to kind of go overseas <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and have not know what your resources are. But I also right. find those kind of challenges really interesting. So um <clears throat> Interesting. I, I, I asked him for a few things like I needed I needed to be able to have, you know, a right hand guy. So mm -hmm. I got to he's they, they couldn't afford to bring another American coordinator out. Okay. So I, I asked for a guy that I like out of Germany. His name's Tolga. And yes. he, he's amazing. He's a super great toolkit. Tons of good ideas, lots of, and he's great training the actors and working with the stunt guys. Whenever I wasn't able to be there, we would sort of arrange how we were going to work things out. Uh, and he could totally cover set for me if I had to go to another location or scout or whatever it was. And so oh, Talga awesome. was, was like a super huge help and, and his martial arts are spectacular. So helping to uh, design everything, he'd just bring all these options up and then we'd just refine it down to the vision that worked for the picture. And it was great. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Talking with uh, Drew Thomas, the writer, director, and uh, yeah. Kai, Kai Lyman, uh, lead actor, um, amazing guys. And, and, mm. and anybody watching this, definitely go check out the the, the other interview with them. I have uh, because just it's it's a miracle um, uh, this movie got pulled off the way it did <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah. So it was a crazy crazy start to the beginning. Yeah. Um, uh, but the, yeah, this the stunt. Stunt performer, you you just mentioned there. Uh, what's his name mm. again? Tolga. Tolga. Uh, yeah. There's an interesting story I think Drew is mentioning, uh, where it sounded like it happened just when you guys were I don't know rehearsing or something. It was kind of a funny little thing where uh, the way he fell down. <laughs> uh, oh, for, on yeah. Kaivi. You know what I'm uh, talking about? Yeah, in, in the safe house sequence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's that, like, that I was an that that wasn't scripted. That was, I think it was Kaivi's idea. He was like, what if you fell on my nuts here? <laughs> just like, yeah. and, and we're like, oh, because it, it, it wasn't going to be Tolga in that spot originally. Oh, okay. Um, and so what happened was we needed some different faces because really there was a handful of stunt guys that had done, there's very, they, they work really hard, but they don't have tons of experience. And so we really got 
a lot of time with them, which was great. And, and they were just super talented and, and really driven, worked really hard. Um, you know, <clears throat> so, but we had seen their faces in so many of the other spots. <laughs> we're like, who can oh, we right. put, who can we put in this spot? This is ridiculous. So I was like, okay, Tolga, you do the fight with, uh, with Kaivi. He didn't, he didn't want to be on camera. He was a little embarrassed about it too. Really? <laughs> yeah. But so in the end, they, they put this gag in at the end for him to fall. <laughs> <That's>, that's, <laughs> he was a champ about it, but it was embarrassing for him. <laughs> And he's like sitting there long, wait, 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 and cut. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Just hang on. Need it just a few more seconds. <laughs> it's yeah. great. It sounds like, yeah, like, you know, talking with the uh, Drew and Kaivi, like everybody had right. like a onset, like strong family vibe, you know, strong Absolutely. Kind of brotherhood vibe. And what was it even for yeah. you? Like, because Mongolia, man, it's just such an amazing place. Mm. Uh, you can literally point. A camera anywhere and just shoot. Um, what was that like yeah. for you shooting there and, and working there? I, I thought it was really great. I thought that they really took care of us there. You know, the 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 people in Mongolia are amazing. They don't. There's no money, but they really would the way that they care for you and and make everybody feel like they're taken care of and their needs are met was yeah. outstanding. It was truly one of the best places to work for me that way. Um, Logistically, it was tricky because, you know, we didn't have a lot of resources. We didn't have extra money to do anything. You know, Tolga and I even shared a room, but that was great because we'd get up in the middle of the night and be like, oh, I had an idea for this sequence. What do you think about such and such? Oh, great. Like banter about ideas and joke and laugh. And it was awesome. Like we really did have a lot of camaraderie, you know, and everybody's just sort of um, put their nose to the grindstone to try and make something special with, you know. Yeah. The few tools and resources that we did have. So it was great. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I always say, it, like, you know, when you have like uh, less availability for, you know, things to help you out, you have mm. to get more creative. And so many times you create yeah. better art and things like that sure. as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of Robert Rodriguez's modus operandi, you know, and when I was really getting started and, um, I took, I read his book and listened to all of his, you know, 10 minute flick schools and stuff like that because um, we sort of get in our heads that you have to do things a particular way. And it isn't, it isn't strictly speaking true. Yes, there are hoops you have to jump through particularly. So a lot of the money on movie sets, of course, goes to uh, above the line, which is, you know, producers and writers and actors. And so when you get, you know, a lot of name players, there's a lot of expense there. We talked a little bit in the last one about how yeah. you'd be surprised sometimes how the money gets yeah. allocated and how little yeah. trickles down to some places that you would think it's it's really like, wow, they should put a little bit more into this yeah. particular <laughs> thing, whatever that is, right? Do you really need um, that jacket that's... Yeah, that's super you know. expensive coat or whatever. Okay, yeah, I mean, you can justify it, sure. But um, no, but so his whole thing is if you got the money hose, you can just hose down any problem with pay paying more cash. It sort of right. robs the creative process a little bit. But if you have no, not a lot of options, um, you have to be creative with what's at hand. You start to look at, you know, a ketchup bottle on the table and, you know, there's a, a pan right. in the pantry and you start to look at the things that are in environments. You know, you don't have to build the set from, from the ground up, um, which is sometimes awesome because then you don't have to be rushed. You don't have well, to worry about people coming in and out. You're on an actual location, so you have all the difficulties of scheduling and whatever. But what it does provide is the things that are in that environment. 
that can be inspirational, that can give you uh, ideas and concepts. And sometimes you have to change things on the fly to make it fit what the environment yeah. is because you didn't build it yourself, you know? So that makes those, sense. The, yeah, yeah. yeah those, those sorts of circumstance where, you know, you get in and get to play with it in, in those environments and with those types of pressures too, because the time pressure is on you a lot. Right. Yeah. Um, and you, if you want, you know, the triangle of money, time, quality is always, it's always yeah, present. If you, if you, you know, want quality, it's either going to take time or money, one or the other usually. So trying point. to give yeah. the best quality that you can for as little as possible um, forces you to be really creative and come together as a team and really work together. I was saying the union thing primarily because, yeah. you know, like a grip doesn't want you touching, like the dolly grips don't want any other department touching I their piece of equipment. So they don't get right. extra help. Everyone's got to stand and watch while they lug that thing onto the tracks and move it around. So there's, you oh, know, it ends up being a lot of sitting around because everything's yeah. compartmentalized. Whereas when you do a show like that, everybody is all hands on deck all the time. You got to pitch Amazing. In. You're moving sandbags and lights to help get things going so that we yeah. can move quicker. You know what I mean? So you, you, you take away a lot of the things that block you from moving quickly and thinking quickly by not having that money and shooting in a location where, um, there's, you know, they don't have all the unions to deal with that we do here. Right. And, you know, I think unions are a good thing because they mm -hmm. make sure people get a set scale rate or whatever. Like there's, there's right. plenty of good things about it. They take care of pensions, which, you know, everyone will argue whether that's a good thing or not, whether it's going away or, you know, but that's a whole other right. conversation. Yeah. The, I digress. The, I digress. Yeah. The point. The point of, of uh, me ranting a little bit about that yeah. is that not having those restrictions allows you to help each other more. So you do come together more. There's less division on set. There's more unity. There's more um, help and assistance and creative ideas coming from all all corners. You know. I love that. And that that's a, and cool. also you know not just is that great on set, but you know like Drew would sound like he was pretty open. I mean, he got you got the script. We got you know, oh, yeah. the schedule and all that. Uh, but he was pretty open. I thought it was genius to ask, like, Kaivi. He's like, hey, mm. I, here, here you do jujitsu. Do you want right. to – what you do right here? You know, you were working – yeah, uh, what, what was that What was that like, just kind of collaborating with people on set? So <clears throat> let me backpedal a teeny bit there, too, because that was yeah. one of the scary things going into a production like that is not knowing who the cast are or how you're going to interact oh, with yeah. them yeah. or if they have any skill set or base in anything or – you know, and you really got to kind of feel it out. You never, you never know because some people are open and want to talk about, um, okay, yeah, the action stuff, and some people don't. Some people are are a little more like, we'll talk about that when we get to it or whatever. So in yeah. this case, again, Kaivi coming out and having a jujitsu base was phenomenal because we're like, okay, he's already used to training. He's already got some toughness that we can build on top of with his character. He's going to have input that's going to be helpful to us because techniques that he's confident with, we can, right. you know, expound right. upon those things and, and, and get the most mileage out of him as a character. And I don't, I couldn't find anybody there to double him because, you know, not a lot of uh, blonde surfer yeah. <laughs> looking dudes in Mongolia. Yeah. And I couldn't afford to fly anybody in. I suppose in a pinch if he had to you know, crash a car or something that I, I could have jumped in for him. But that's something that I don't – Right. Co coordinating and performing is not a good idea. It's better to always keep those two things separate. But again, you know, you got to do what you got to yeah. do on location like that. Well, of course. So, yeah. But, but that was great. And then the other two casts that we had – um, mm -hmm. that had action scenes were both, like I said, stunt guys that yeah. had moved into the acting world uh, yes. already. So they Amazing. had great, yeah. great foundations to work on as well. 
Unbelievable. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. You know, yeah, I guess going into it, not knowing you have, but uh, <laughs> it, it seemed like this movie was like, uh, it's like it was, everything was teeming on the edge of like, uh, man, we're ready to go. This isn't going to happen. And oh, you get like the best person for that role or position. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and I do hear, I thought this was, uh, I couldn't think with it at first. I was like, wow. So you, uh, and I'm not sure if you were part of these shenanigans. <laughs> um, I'll show just a quick little video here for you, okay? Sure, sure, yeah. There, there we go. Unfortunately, we can't talk during the video, so I'll just show. That's it. okay. All right. Okay. I'm not playing your stupid fucking snowball game, jackasses. <laughs> you know what I am doing, though? Oh, this is good snow, too. <laughs> I am pressed. I, I am depressed. <laughs> <laughs> so Kaivi does yeah, his yeah. first snowball fight. <laughs> I think Kaivi nailed me in the ear with the with the snowball. It was pretty good too. Um, that was funny. Sanjar was filming it, and uh, I was definitely in there. Yeah, that was yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the guy's from Hawaii, and he li- now he lives. He said right. in Southern California, he's like LA, I just, yeah. you know, never seen no, snow. No snow. Uh, <laughs> Always something there's, there's a, a lot of stuff like that, but that was how everybody would like because we, we'd hang out all the yeah. time too. You know, we go eat dinner together and talk about our lives outside of the film as well. So everybody really bonded a lot. You know, we all you know showed pictures of our families and kids and talked a lot Amazing. about our, our personal lives and 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 built a rapport that really helped us when we got into it. There was yes. ever you know tricky emotional spots that people were having trouble. We could easily relate and work through stuff. You know, move yeah. move through things that needed to get done. Of course, there was tension on set when things weren't working out as well as we had hoped, or right. if we you know we'd lose locations or we weren't um, you know getting enough shots to to make our days or whatever. From time to time, that would happen. For the most part, we, we crushed. Like we got a lot done, and sometimes some days we'd get more than than we thought we would. But, you know, the, the, the shoot ended up taking about two weeks longer than originally expected. There's some, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one night one night of shooting. I don't know if Drew told you about this, but we were shooting outside of a police station. Police station was closed for the night. And it was next to a karaoke lounge. And you, you mentioned, but go ahead. <laughs> this giant sumo wrestler, like <laughs> um, Mongolian champion sumo wrestler, came out and was like, who are all these white people? And he didn't say it in English. Oh, started, they came and grabbed us and put us in the car like, hey, guys, like, just stay here. Don't come out. <laughs> Don't. You can't help. There's nothing you can do right now. And the guy like grabbed the – there was a grip with a C-stand, and he just grabbed the thing and picked the dude up off the ground and was like threw him Whoa. to the ground, grabbed Man. an SUV that was driving by by the window, like pulled the window off, broke the window. Oh, it was mental, like, wow, this is happening. What's yeah. happening? You know, <laughs> Foreigners in our country, what are they doing? What do they want? They're trying to take our women? I don't know, like just whatever a drunk dude thinks of. Like, yeah. Was going yeah. for it, so that the stuff like that would happen, and then you're like, I guess we're not shooting tonight because this is. <laughs> <laughs> I just and then the police wouldn't come and take him away because he's a celebrity. He's a big star there. Wow. And yeah, so that was funny. And then eventually, beat you know our our guy Amra is like friends with the president of the country. It's small. He's a big so, deal over there, man. He's he's a big deal in Mongolia. So he basically called the guy and was like, "You need to come and apologize to my crew." You. You wow. effed up my movie set and, you know, like he got super pissed and was like, in order to save face, the guy didn't want to show up himself, but he sent one of his, you know, little wow. brother wrestlers, one of the other guys on the team would come, you know, bowed and apologized to save face. And, and wow. it was a, like, it was the whole thing. It was crazy. <laughs> that That's so, that's so wild. Yeah. That's why that, the behind the scenes of the behind the scenes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. 
this was also uh, cool too, in a sense, you got to do second unit uh, directing. Yeah. And it sounds like, especially, I mean, you know, not only did, did this help Drew out because he's really busy, and I, even yeah. the, during that snowball fight scene, he's like, right. He's like, right. Biting his, he's like, man, I, mm -hmm. I want to be out there. Um, <laughs> you know, not to mention you have an affinity for being behind the camera as well, and it's going in that direction. Yeah. Uh, could you talk about your experience in that area? You know, like whether it's, um, you know, how you doing, the storytelling with the camera and so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, again, this show, because we were moving so quickly, for example, Drew would go and be doing interior car shots, and I would, was doing the ambush on the street, so I'd be going and grabbing bits of action to supplement, shooting the guys on bikes, wow. riding, doing pass-bys, and just doing all the, the little action, stitch-it-together stuff. Um, but really, when I say, so that stuff, you know, okay, you're behind camera calling action, but a lot of it was... Way, the way we sat down together and sort of planned out what those sequences would look like and how we could best accomplish them. Um, and yeah. so it was, it, it was, uh, it wasn't like Drew just sat down and went, here's a shot list, go get it. Like we really talked those things out yeah. and I made my suggestions for what I thought could be um, cool action pieces that would again, help drive things forward. And then, you know, we'd, uh, we'd get a B cam and go off and split up and I'd go shoot some stuff with guys awesome. working with actors and, and then, uh, you know, I had a couple of days where we were doing driving sequence stuff. So I go, you know, strap a black magic to the outside of these these uh, cop cars and uh, we'd go find spots that were safe enough that we could lock up oh, a little cool. bit with our crew and, and, and shoot uh, pieces of, you know, all kinds of bits and pieces for the car stuff. And it was good. It was great. That, that's that's awesome. And, and <laughs> you know, as, as I said in an email earlier, I, I'm like, man, I. I'm like, is that that's Lloyd right there in the sheriff uniform? <laughs> oh, yeah. hey, you, got, you got some speaking dialogue. So funny thing about that, I didn't want to be in the movie either. I was like, oh, uh, really? it's not my thing. Anymore. But there was a whole scene that's supposed to take place in the United States in this brothel. Um, but they had oh. built a set in Mongolia. Right. Um, and time just went on and they hadn't cast anybody to do it. And eventually we got to a point where we're probably a week out and Drew was like trying to make phone calls back and forth. And I just looked at him and was like, hey, man. It says it's a big, tall dude, but uh, I'll do it. I mean, I'm here, right? You might you as well. Five foot ten, right? You need a Caucasian face. Like, uh, it's all right. <laughs> Just put me in, coach. Yeah, I was about to say, put me in, coach. Yeah, that, so, that was, that was yeah. amazing. There's so many uh, cool – I don't know. I kind of like that that aspect of things. Or like you said, it's just different than, you know, versus like a, a big union job, so to speak, which sure. has its place. But, you know, like everybody's a more close-knit family, and it's like, what's it going to take for us, you know, our small band of – uh, warriors here to pull <laughs> yeah. off the the best product and, and the, yeah. the best art and you guys did amazing with it and and not to mention you guys had you know just a phenomenal cast uh cast was great yeah they were really good yeah unbelievable and i hear the food's amazing out there too that doesn't hurt right? food's delicious oh it's so good it's a lot of it's a lot of like um a lot of meat a lot of sort of really fatty meat, like stuff yeah, you very hearty, right? Hearty food, yeah, really good, but delicious. There was, yeah, it was good <laughs> and, and cold. Yeah. Uh, no, well, it brings some hot food around. Like we get hot lunch. No, I'm sorry, the, the uh, weather. Oh, the weather. Yeah, yeah. The weather was interesting. It was a lot like Alberta in a way. I don't know if you've ever been there, but like it's. I know. I know start in, have, the, yeah. in the morning, you'd start off wearing all your winter clothes, and by lunchtime, it's like a hundred degrees out. And sweating so you gotta have like you gotta be prepared for all weather conditions and then you know a sandstorm will blow through and then that'll settle it's like it's all over the place weather wise so um interesting yeah you just kind of sort of always had to be prepared for it for the temperature to drop to nothing or whatever you know 
Now I'm going to ask some more uh, direct questions here. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap sure. up soon. I, you know, I don't want to be uh, too long for it. I really appreciate yeah, no taking time to get back on the show so soon. Um, <laughs> uh, did you uh, have a particular scene in the film that kind of really impinged upon you, whether it was action, acting, story arc, anything of that nature? Uh, what really popped out to you? Um, I, the train sequence at the end, because yeah, it, awesome. it was a really great balance of, you know, all of us designing it together and then having to figure out ways to pull it off um, because, you know, can find space, not a lot of, uh, not a lot of time. And it's a long wow. sequence. Like there's a lot yeah. of stuff top a to bottom in, in yeah. So a, a bunch of things happen in there. And, and so as far as like creative side and whatever, that was a really cool thing to, to have us all kind of work out and pull off. Uh, awesome. In, in and and to end with the two brothers because we agonized a lot. Amazing over, and yeah, the showdown. Had, yeah, yeah, the showdown. So leading up to all that was intense, but then to have a wrap up with that because we put a lot of thought into it. We weren't sure how it was supposed to go down, and I really, I really sort of was trying to pitch. To me, the story hinges around those two and their relationship. I feel so, the same way. Yeah, yeah. So Kaivi to me was sort of our, he was the character that we identify with to bring us into the movie. Yeah. I felt and, like it was, yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, he was yeah. the one who allowed us to, to come to this world. But for me, the story really hung up around those two and their relationship and how they were really close and how they'd fallen out. And, you know, one being yeah. like, he wants to take the other spot because the other is kind of the golden boy that always got the good jobs, but he right. was like, sort of always felt a little behind him and so his ego there between them and how did we want to play that out so that you know we knew they were pretty evenly matched and how is it going to go down and so the way that we try to design the fight would showcase their ability as well as their sort of respect for each other and then finally yeah. having to almost sacrifice himself in order to win the fight but knowing that he couldn't let the guy walk away because if yeah, he did he would always come after him so that was really like the the intention behind how we, and again, it took us a while to really banter that out. And it was cool that Drew was really open to spitball that with us, uh, with with me, oh, cool. and, awesome. and sort of build it to that place so that it wasn't, as we said in the last conversation, just yeah. a matter of kick, punch, knife, knife, knife. Exactly. One guy dies. <clears throat> yes. And yes. so that helped us to really emotionally ground it and connect what that end fight was to the whole story. And that's really a great example of what I was trying to describe as um, the, the, the points that you take it to and how the gags relate to the characters, yes. ultimately to the whole story and, and what makes it good action. Isn't that the beats individually are any good because they're fun, they're fine, but they're the shoe leather that ties together this whole story and wraps us up with these two guys. So that was really where it is. Very, very well done. Very, and, and even uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, but like, even the way um, when when that fight's over, let's say, hmm. uh, it, I still felt the, the relationship between those two uh, very strong. It wasn't like a simple yeah. like, oh, you know, he fell off a building or something. Right. Uh, very uh, artfully done. So, thank you. Kudos yeah. to you thank and, you and the crew, yeah. crew for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was great. That was uh, I enjoyed that. It was very gratifying for it to be able to wrap it up that way you know so and i actually had to fight because we had more that we needed to do in there and so we originally had a day to shoot it and we ran out of time and oh, uh i had to sort of pitch to hey can we get just even if it's half a day i don't know what it is but we needed an, uh, some more time in there to tie it up 
and fortunately oh. they managed they managed to figure that out and so we got to get in and really detail it more and, and tie that together better so oh, that wow. it was it got to a place where I, I felt confident that it it wasn't a half-assed job that it did yes. finish that whole thing so uh, exactly. luckily luckily they managed to scrounge it up the whatever they needed to do in order to make it happen but yeah we did we eventually got the extra half day that we needed in there amazing and i, I already put my uh my through my hat in the ring, uh, so to speak, uh, of uh, I would love to see obviously a sequel uh, to mm. the movie. It's, it's that that well done. But I would even throw uh, I've been milling it over since I talked to uh, uh, Drew and Kaidi. But I'm like, man, I'd really love to hear there like there could be a whole movie, it, it, at least a little uh, short film or back background, but a whole movie on like just their as kids growing up into that right yeah, up, for sure. I think a prequel would be cool with those guys. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And you can see more. Yeah, it's amazing. So, um, yeah, I, I could talk your head off about this movie. I, I think uh, we got everything we needed here. Cool. Uh, thank you so much again for uh, coming on the show for this. Uh, let me just pop this in one more time. I, I, I of course, I fix things and post that, but it's easier shooting things live. You know. Right. 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 No, it's my great pleasure. I appreciate you asking me to be on again. Thank you. Oh, uh, for sure. So, every, everybody, definitely, definitely go check out the Mongolian Connection. Uh, it's now available, and it's on iTunes Store, uh, Prime Video, and Google Play. Uh, your time is more than well spent on this super entertaining movie. And it, it is a perfect blend of action, drama, and funny beats of comedy that you, you wouldn't <laughs> yeah. expect, you know? Uh, oh, so, um, again, I'll have you just hang out one, one extra minute when I finish sure. this. And other than that, thank you very much. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you all enjoyed the show. For more great interviews and content, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Legends and Master Show. Also, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Be sure to go to our website, www.legendsandmastershow.com, and join our email list for all coming shows, events, and articles. See you on the next one.